Welcome everyone to Ladder Pratt Orlando. Thank you so much for being live with us. It's uh, July the 17th, 8.39 p.m. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, an eventful, a huge win. I'm saying uh, a win that is worth to me six points. Um, not, not even three, six. Why? Because of the rival, it was a derby, uh, the, the way how things occurred and the comeback that Orlando had. And then also OCB with a phenomenal comeback win also, uh, defeating Atlanta United 2-3-2 with a golazo from Paola's, you know, compatriot or, 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 or friend, uh, Wilfredo Rivera, right? Uh, so I want to say hello to him as well. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a uh, phenomenal performance by the Lions, uh, both uh, Orlando City and Orlando uh, City B. So... Definitely super happy, excited. We're also going to talk about the GOAT, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, the one who made Ronaldo salty throughout 20 freaking years, Lionel Messi. Muchacho. No, yeah, I'm sorry. Should I, should I cheat? En Orlando, yo nací. No. Keep that off the screen. En Orlando yo nací, tierra de, eh, tierra de Disney y de, <laughs> tierra de Disney Publix. There you go. That's, 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 a, that's a new uh, song. If you, the wall wants to sing it, great. Uh, Publix is the real winner in this pro. Let's exactly. be Exactly. Publix is the real winner. The real MVP. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about also team of the week. Um... Orlando City made the team of the week again. Antonio Carlos, Oscar Pareja, and Mauricio Pereira as well. Kudos to that. And uh, we're going to definitely talk about um, League's Cup. Houston's coming up. Houston, right? Houston's coming up. It's going to be League's Cup. Uh, I like the way how Antonio Carlos said on a post-press conference that they want to win something this year. And it kind of gave him hints that maybe, just maybe, Orlando City may go with their A team to play against Houston. So we'll talk about all of that. John, how you do, my friend? You excited about Messi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Super excited about Messi. No, not excited. I mean, I, it's great for the league. I will always say Beckham that. Beckham speaks Spanish, man. I will Surprise say this. I'll say it's great for the league, but, and then I'll list all the things I hate about Miami. That's, that's my response anytime anyone says the M word. I might have to ban the word Messi. <laughs> from my house or just from life because it's everywhere paulo was talking about the event that's on apple tv like they're sending notifications yeah there's an extra app yeah yeah like it annoys me that when i go on mls season pass now it's just pink and it's all freaking messy like i know he's here but does he have to consume the entire home screen come on (laughs) and then right on and then right on the corner right Above the, the sponsors that are like this little, there's a little purple lion right there. Hey, I am fifth, fifth. I'm fifth. So what's up, Paula? How you doing? Quinto, quinto. I'm doing fantastic. So, John, I'm not your friend anymore because I have that jersey. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I know. I know. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. It's annoying. It's I'm annoying. I'm a messy fan. FYI, I'm a super messy fan. I'm a Barcelona fan. 
Yeah. Um, it's annoying. See, it I'm a rail I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Every like everything has their limits, and it's super great for the for the league. But it's come on, like right now I'm at MLSsoccer.com. Yeah. Go, I invite you. Go. Everything is messy. It's so, just a wall of pink. Yeah, correct. Pink. Flamingos are everywhere. But anyways, um, I'm doing good. Fantastic. I'm happy to be back. Happy to have three points and fifth on the board. Yeah, we're two po we're two Cinco. points uh, two Cinco. points up. I know, right? Two points above uh, Atlanta now. So well, only one point away, Columbus. So if uh, I mean we Hi. could certainly if we if we keep winning, obviously coming up we have a, a game that we should win, Chicago, right? You know, right? We should win. So let's hope that the table works in our favor and also we we win. And then if we win, then you know our prediction early in the season that I was that we were gonna be between three and four, maybe come true, and then I may do my own Twitter space. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> we're gonna do my own Twitter space to talk about how Papi in baby. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just joking. No. Uh, so let's read some comments. Joshua Tall Pereira played really good. That's right. Yeah, he he made the team of the week two assists. Um, he had a couple of chances to score. Uh, Pareja said it on the post press conference, but certainly, uh, I mean, an amazing game by Mauricio Pereira, right? But I think I'm going to be with John on this one because I know what is definitely he needs to work is in being consistent because we see these type of performances from Mauricio Pereira, but then we see performances that he may look a little tired or man, woke up on the wrong side of the bed, right, John? Yeah, I mean, he's. Uh, I think I, I'm critical of him this season. Uh, we have been. I just don't, I don't, I think he's getting more and more tired. You know, someone said that he's been playing since he's um, been 18. And I was like, well, yeah, he's had a long career. Oh, wow. You know, like he's, he's had a lot of games, like even for us, since he's been here, he's always been a focal point of Oscar's attack. Right. And he has these games like this one against Atlanta where he's back on it and he looks like the Mauricio that we remember playing some of these passes like that pass through to Duncan was, you know, perfect, like yeah. an absolute killer. So I think the thing with Mauricio is that when he gets tired, there's no point in starting him or keeping him on the field anymore. So like Oscar needs to recognize when that is. And weirdly, he's one of the ones that Oscar doesn't seem to like, if he's fit, he plays him. He doesn't rotate him as much as he might other players which to me doesn't make any sense because he's the guy who should be rotated um so like the the rsl game was a perfect example of when i think mauricio shouldn't have started and then a week later you get fully rested mauricio feeling a little bit of confidence i think maurice uh luis he's had a few good games against atlanta i think he has quite a good record against them yeah i think he scored a couple before so Maybe he just really likes playing there or playing against them. Or maybe Oscar, you know, lit a fire under his butt after the poor performance at RSL. We don't know. But he looked a lot better in this one. He was running. He was creating issues for them from the 10, playing good balls in for Duncan with through balls. And 
looking, playing passes over the top wide for our wingers and our fullbacks. He was basically running the game as we expect the 10 to run the game. Um, I just think with Mauricio, we want to see it consistently. And maybe we're just, maybe we're asking too much for him at this age for him to be able to do that consistently. Hence why I think and you guys probably agree. He should be rotated or rested or definitely brought off at the 60th minute when he's starting to look a little tired. Yeah. I just thought uh, that one of the keys in this game for this massive win for Orlando city, to me, it's still, I'm, I'm going to say it's worth six points. This win, especially due to the rival and the situation, how Orlando was uh, in the, in the, in the standings. Um, a quick response, a quick goal, and that set the tone. Uh, great goal by uh, Antonio Carlos. Question if he was going to be here or not. And I think he put definitely put some water on that fire, like straight up extinguished it like a, a game ago. And I think with his goal now, he definitely looks like a different Antonio Carlos. I can see the fire in his eyes even more. And uh, once Orlando scored that goal, it set the tone for them to go in the attack. Um, and I'm going to say this, the comeback was about to happen at that point. Uh, one thing that I would say, and I don't know what Paola thinks, I thought Kyle Smith was tired. Uh, I felt like um, they were attacking his side constantly. I don't know how you felt about um, uh, the back line and, and, and Antonio Carlos's goal. See what you do when you score on free kicks. I have yeah. been saying it. I've been Great. saying it. I've been saying it. Like Set these piece. are free goals. Free goals. When I saw Antonio Carlos, like the Air Jordan, he was in the air. I was like, yes, finally a a set piece goal. No, I was happy for the dude because he has been trying uh get set pieces goals and he he got it. And then yes, I saw um Smith super tired and yeah, they were trying to get um on his side more uh most of the time. Um and absolutely we got a little choppy at some point and I think at the end um I don't know if you guys agree and I thought that we were gonna get scored, but we we didn't. We we didn't park yeah, the bus. Yeah, I mean they um, they they. I think, Bob. I'm not calling Bobby. Profe Oscar. I don't. I don't call nobody Bobby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. My dad is Bobby. I don't know about anyway. So uh, <laughs> so I'm just saying um, when it comes to parking the bus at the right time and the right situation. That was when you need to really park the bus because their wingers were just like attacking no stop. And, uh, you know, good, good, good for Orlando that we're able to withstand that. Let's read some comments and then go back to the analysis. This is GC, JC Beast 95. Galese with another great save. Es mi capitan, says. Thank San you, Galese. I know, man, with a new haircut. You got the Usher haircut. You got the Usher. There you go. Joshua Tall. Yeah, I got nervous towards the end too, but glad we hanged on, says Joshua Tall. Nick. Uh, we're getting points and results even with a home record. Uh, probably not enough talk um, OCSC fifth in the East, but in the West uh, would be tied with LAFC for second. Only team in the MLS running away with it is Cincy. I agree with you, right? What a great 
100 and the east is so much harder than the west yeah ten, 10 times but you know i commend the cincy fans for being so patient you know these guys were just supporting season tickets did not go down like they they kept supporting 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 and then eventually they're having their they're having their reward right there right uh uh, waiting, waiting a little while. Everything's meshing very well. They're one of the top teams in the East, and hopefully they're going to win uh, the Supporters' Shield and go to the Conca Champions. And it's going to be a great and a beautiful stadium, too, TQL Stadium. is beautiful. You know, they're going to go and, and, and play there. I think it's going to be fantastic. So happy for Cincy. Now, um, you know, that's your boy, John. I'm going to touch the subject of, you know, the Highland of the Heartland. You know, I think it's coming. What a player, man. Like, just cold-blooded definition. Like, you know, that pass, if it would have been – I'm sorry, but if it would have been any other striker, uh, probably would have missed. But it's just the poise of just t- completely owning Brad Guzan, which to me, I never liked him as a keeper, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, I think he was overpaid in the MLS. That's just my opinion. What are your thoughts of the performance of strong performance of Duncan McGuire, top scorer in the in in, in Orlando City? So uh, first of all, I want to shout out to uh, Alex Brown on Twitter who who posted about uh, Brad Guzan's trademark stuck in the mud, fall straight backwards save attempt. If you go back and watch that <laughs> moment, he kind of does like a you're like happy baby on their back. Like it's, it's basically <laughs> like full legs up in the air and he just, he's falling over. Like there's no, and then he looks up at the screen afterwards as if like, how did the Duncan, you know, get past me? It's like, bro, he just <laughs> yeah. fell over. Right here, right here, right here, right here. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> look at him on his back. And then he gets a good long look at the screen afterwards in dismay. <laughs> there's this beautiful pictures all over Twitter of him looking like, Really confused that everyone <laughs> there you like, go. He just you got go, like, dunked on. <laughs> there you go. Like he's doing yeah. he like falls back on his butt. It's like, <laughs> what kind of save is that, bro? Anyway, I could talk all day about how much I hate Brad Guzan. But let's talk about Duncan. Um the funny thing about this one, the the uh, the commentator on there, Danny Higginbottom, is an old Stoke player and actually a friend of my dad. So I was telling my dad about the Holland of the Heartland that we always talk about. And then he told Danny, and then Danny read it out on the air. So that's why everyone was like, wow, that's awesome. So that's kind of fun, you know, to get his nickname out there, right? We got to make that's sure that's what he know. said it. I was like, yeah. Huh? Ah, there you go. There you go. Get like this nickname right came there. from somewhere. I'm pretty sure. I didn't just make this up. I don't remember where it was at the beginning of the season that I read this, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, and someone can hopefully can confirm that this is because of his, his how good he was at college. That's why he got the nickname. Duncan, he if you're be- hearing us, come to the show. Right. We yeah, want yeah, an explanation yeah, yeah. of yeah. where the Holland of the Heartland nickname come from because it's uh, exactly it's exactly right. Like the guy has all the attributes, <laughs> like not to compare him to Holland, <laughs> but like he's a complete striker in the same way that, that Holland I, is a complete striker. I would say right? some- he can do yeah. everything. He's, he can play with both feet. He can head the ball. He runs yeah. well. He can press. Like So he I think that's well kind of where – Yeah, and the fact that he broke the record and scored so many goals, that's where this this uh, connection between the two comes. And, and This and, was a prime example, man. Like, what a ball by Mauricio. And he's just so calm. Like, he's running, bearing down on goal. He's got, like, three defenders either side of him. 
He's got Brad Guzan running at him. And all he goes is, I'll just pick my spot and bury it in the back of the net. Like, that's, that's why he is so good so quickly, I think, because he's taken that composure from his college days where he was scoring 20 goals. And he's just kept that same mentality straight into MLS. So he's not thinking like, oh, I'm the rookie boy. And, no. you know, this is a challenge. He's just like, oh, I'm just going to play my game the way I know how to play it. And he's scoring at the same rate that he did in college. Like, it's it's awesome to see. I think it's great that he broke that little slump. He had a couple games there. So far, that's all we've seen from, from him is two games at a time where he hasn't been able to score. And then that third game, he got a goal again. Um, the same thing happened when he went to... I'm blanking now, but uh, I think... I our... love his celebration. I love his celebration too. I don't know, Paula. Look at that. He did the golf. Yeah. There you go. Nice. I think it's a uh, competition between the team about golf or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah? Don't is he know. growing out a mullet too? I don't know. Looks like almost, it, right? Someone said he's getting a yeah, mullet going Duncan, in the back there. Duncan cut it, bro. There's I'm so sorry. many questions. But if Duncan, you keep scoring, look, if you keep scoring, where whatever you want, man. Hey, he's a Florida man now. He's getting full into the Florida life. He doesn't with have a, a mustache a now, right? I've I've not seen a mullet in Florida yet. The mustache know. was just for the fourth. Him and Mason look very, very, uh, you know, like appropriate the on that picture of them walking in the stadium with all their their USA gear. And then I don't know if you guys uh, agree with me or not, but the the changes Oscar made were spot on i mean it, it actually defensively and offensively made orlando city a little better i would say it, it rested a lot of legs like he brought uh, martin ojeda in ramiro so all those players came in and i, I thought i thought it was uh i thought it was great i don't know we almost got a third goal exactly you know i mean but- i don't love the three center backs i gotta say I know it worked in this one, but we did kind of invite pressure, and there, and you know, well, it's because it, 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 it's it could because have they had they could have got yeah, it, it could have backfired if we would have not been so effective in this game, because both Kyle Smith and I won't I won't say Rafael Santos, but I'll say Ivan Angulo uh, was being owned by Brooks Lennon. So Ivan Angulo had a tough time with Brooks Lennon on the one v one. I mean, if you think about it, very similar speedy players you know what i mean and caleb wiley i mean in my opinion he should be playing the national team this kid's a a phenom he made kyle smith look like a usl player without being uh uh mean about it but i mean he made him look you know pretty i mean he was not having a good night and why why was i mean why it didn't really matter much because orlando was super effective on the um, in the in the forefront you know and you know facundo was playing great mauricio two assists duncan was being effective and then in the back the two center backs the center back duo were were having a good um, a good you know they were 10 times much better than abraham and purata i mean that was like clear as day man was he should have got booked and sent off like he was some dirty fouls and and i'm gonna say this paul i don't know if you think about the refereeing just like john was touching this I mean, you're talking about, I have the stats here, 13 fouls at Orlando City, 18 fouls at Atlanta United total. 
And Orlando had six yellow cards. How the, how the hell does that happen? Let me get something. One moment. Wait. Uh -huh. uh, I have it. Uh, wait. Here it is for the ref. Here it is for the ref. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh look, you have a yellow Stuck. card. That's fantastic. Yeah, I got it in the Orlando City game. Oh, you, you, a referee give you a card? No, they 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 were giving uh, free tickets for a Pride game. It's just a yellow card, yellow card on the other side. Oh, that, that's great. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So, yeah, like, it was a pro referee, right? I don't remember. Pro yeah, referee. Pro they're, all, they're all pro. They're, they're, they're all pro. pro, even though they're FIFA. That pro is the name of the referee or organization, organization yeah. for exactly. America for America. MLS because that's poor, poor, too. It's I called guess. it stands for poor refereeing and officiating. So yeah, this is my answer, Luis. <laughs> Yellow card. Pathetic. Zero zero cents. Zero cents. No, and the, the they give a yellow card for the cents to, to Jensen. Jensen was just like like just you know, being Jansen, you know, and the game, and then the stoppage time—that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous too. Like, I mean, just why I mean, did they, they, they got five uh, more minutes? It was insane. Yeah. Why did? I mean, I, I was didn't like, do they want it? At some point, I was like, do they want Atlanta to win? Like, really? Because Atlanta was going all in, right? You know, after obviously Gales is safe, right? Which again, Pedro Gales, you know what a what a player. Well, the, the Almada free kick was like in the, it was, it was four minutes. Like we were supposed to be done at the 95th, I think. And it was like the 98th minute and they were still letting them, you know, I, yeah, I don't I mean, understand that where that time came from, because if something happens in extra time, then you add on like 30 seconds, right? For like a corner or a free kick or whatever. So where did that three minutes come? Because that, that much didn't happen in five minutes to add three minutes of extra time. Question. I didn't know, like, why Galese was booked? For uh, time wasting. Wasting time. Yeah. Him time. And that's, I'm, I know if, if, if Pedro is watching, tu sabes, Pedro. You do it all the time, bro. Oh, that's the dark hearts yeah, way, Pedro. All the time. For sure. I mean, I'll take the one for in the, Pedro. In the national you know, team. That makes the, sense. All. It's going to happen. He That's loves to like put the ball down and then look at it for about ten seconds and go. <laughs> you know, and maybe, he the, maybe I'll take it. Sure. He, he had the drink. It was hurt. towards the end though, before the free kick for uh, uh, Thiago, right? Yeah. Well, no, okay. I think he got earlier than that. I think it was a chance before that, maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, but during okay. that extra time, he got a yellow. And then Galessa mm -hmm. save. Uh... What's uh, uh, to me? Oh no, you're the, right, Paula. Sorry, ninety. The way ninety-eight. Okay. The way the the ball curved. That was going to be a goal, in my opinion. Uh, I've seen a goal from Almada like that before, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I was really surprised, and uh, Galese was able to stop it like right away. You know. Um, I mean, I think it's very obvious where Almada's going to put that ball. Like, yeah. he know, like he's always going to go for the far. Like, that's his style. He does the Ronaldo looping over back post. You know, so I think Pedro, if you watch, Pedro, like, jumps to the, to the his left. Right here. He I have, makes the I have save. A, I have it right here. Look, look at that. He, like, yeah. Boom. He runs to the left. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, he knows where it's going before it leaves to me, his clues. To me, to me, that save, I mean, that could be a save of the year. Maybe, I don't know if I'm being too... I mean, he could I'm just say standing. He, he's so far over on that side of the goal when it comes to him. He's, yeah. you know what he I mean? He did his homework on yeah. Diego Exactly, Paul. Yeah, more than likely, yeah. He saw tape. I'm sure he saw tape on And Almada yeah. puts it there every time. So exactly. He knew, he that's the that he was that's my point, that. John. That's my point. If you see every free kick of Diego Armada on that same spot, that's where Diego Armada will put it in that same spot, in, the, in that corner. And Pedro gambled on that and was able to leave his right side of his goal. You know, like usually you're supposed to be center for that so you can go either way, but he, he basically took himself to the left side of the goal to make it easier because he gambled on the fact that it was going to go there. But it's still yeah. a great save, regardless. I mean, we—that's where—that's the Pedro that we talk about winning us games in the sense that, you know, with a lesser goalkeeper, they might have let that in, and then it's two-two. Like he could be the guy in those moments to keep us winning a game or drawing a game, and when he has these these really good performances. It was like last year. Remember when Dom Dwyer made that strike? Yeah, that's what he got save of the year for. Exactly. So, there you go. That's San Pedro Galese for you guys. I know he had that. I I, I get what he got his hair, man. That's weird. Like I, I no, know. I was scared because I, I was it. like, I liked it, but I was like, it's hey, clean. It's clean, but I was like, hey, dude. Every time he cuts his hair, no we go into into we go into a like a drought or like a like Samsung, like the Bible. That's I'm right. like, hey, dude. Yeah, we're maybe like, better, maybe he just needed a little shake up. That's right. You, you know? better play well, cause you know. But you uh, <laughs> all right, let's read some comments. JCB's ninety-five. It looks like he took a wrong step at first, but it might be a push-off step. You're right, Joshua Tall. But I, I don't think, I don't think that free kick should have happened since, since I don't think it was a foul. But glad Pedro was able to save it. That's right. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Uh, JCB San Pedro is very thoughtful of the game. Uh, Pedro was given a yellow card towards the end. That's right. Joshua told that rep did suck for a lot of the game. Uh, it was so annoying. It says, so Joshua Tall, what do you think? Holiday will be back. Yeah, Enrique did play well with almost a third goal. And also Oscar did well on the subs. That's right. That's right. The Florida effect, right? So now uh, I'm going to ask uh, to change a little bit of the subject here. Um, John, what are your expectations on, on the on the league scout coming up? Well, I think you mentioned it earlier, and it, we weren't really sure what to expect from the league scout, right? And whether it's something that we were going to be all in for, or maybe we were just going to play some youth. Um, but based on the interview that you we had on the channel, check it out on YouTube. Um, I would say that it does seem pretty likely what what Antonio was saying about us going with a first team squad for the League's Cup. Um, I'm fine with that. I think we are a good tournament team. We can be hot for like a month for sure. And we could beat like if we're hot right now and we continue that form and we keep winning. You know, because we, I think we can easily beat Houston. I don't, I don't see that as much of a challenge. I think Santos Laguna, I have to see how they're doing this year in the Liga MX. But 
I don't think they're a top team at the moment. I think they're like a mid-tier team in League MX. So, again, we should be able to beat them. Like, I, I think we played very well against Tigres. So there's no reason why we can't play very well against Santos Laguna. I, I kind of look at that with any of these League MX teams that, like, they're they're all beatable, you know, to be honest, for us, if we're hot and if we're on form. So I think it seems like Oscar's going to go ahead and play those starting that first team. I don't want to be committing the first team to every game. I think that we need to have a little bit of balance, and I would love to see some OCB boys get some minutes. I would love to see, you know, I wrote down our starting 11 last week, which I think you guys would really like, um, which is a combo. A combo of them. So maybe we can do that when we get to our lineups. Um, But it doesn't seem like it's going to happen, Louise. I think our dream of playing the youth is is looking less and less likely. I have a feeling. Look, the way, the way, because I asked Antonio Carlos, I'm going to put the the video. I asked Antonio Carlos in his press conference. I was like, you see, so what's your message for the fans? Is that, you know we want to we want to play and win we want to make you guys proud we want to win every everything you know kind of like insinuating like they, they're gonna go for it i'm more so. interested in the third place or second yeah. place <laughs> like that's, i understand that, like, yeah we could win it all but i think the fact that there are three champions league spots here available like if we can be in the top four teams and we get to that you know, maybe we don't win the whole thing, but if we come in the top three, we make Champions League. So that, for me, is a little bit more incentive. That okay, we don't have to win the whole thing to get Champions League. We just have to get to the last, like final four and play well in that that third place game, or you know, get to the final. And even if we lose in the final, right? It's kind of like if we think about uh, the MLS's back tournament. I would say there's Hopefully. a lot of similarities between what's we happening gotta- in the League's Cup. And that and we look, we did really well in that. Like we are yeah. a very good tournament team, so there's a likelihood that we could make it to the top three and get Champions League. And I would love that. That would be awesome. And I would. Say I would love to get Champions League again. The League's Cup just to get Champions League. And but just to yeah, I think it'd be great if we get my to. My fear is that we play our first team and then we get knocked out. You know, in because after we don't have any games left. Yeah, it I goes mean, to like what thirty-two and then sixteen. August 16, yeah. then eight, then four. So yeah. we got to win just... like four games before we get into that semifinal situation. Look, if Orlando's playing, I don't know what Paula thinks, but it, I mean, the next the next rival is Houston Dynamo. Historic team, all you want to say, Matt Respect, all of that. Great hot dogs in Houston, for sure. The Rockets, all that good stuff. Hakeem Olajuwon at some point. Steve Francis, there you go. It's my basketball for you. But... Um, it's a beatable team. It's a team that it has a really bad form. It comes, I mean, we, we, sh- our form is superb compared to theirs. I mean, the last July first, they started the month losing, and they 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 really haven't really. They only gone gotten a point out of Colorado. So Seattle beat them one 0 They had a red card. Tie against Sporting KC. They got destroyed by Inches team Minnesota three 0 and then they tied nil-nil, one of the most boring games in the in, in in the of the week against Colorado. How many fans they brought in? Maybe ten, five five. But you know, uh, zero zero. 
So the next rival is Portland, in my opinion. With the new set of regular they got, Portland, Araujo, Portland's going to win. So we're facing inferior competition. Santos Laguna, even though it's Liga MX, I'm not going to count them out. They just got a brand new six. His name is Pedro Aquino. Uh, he's really good. Uh, and he's he's Cartagena's counterpart in the national team. So they, they know each other. They, he knows how Cartagena plays. So, but it, it, is, it is a possibility, just, just John said, you know. Uh, I feel like with the team that Orlando puts on the pitch, Orlando should beat Houston. I mean, um, right? I don't know. What do you think, Paola? Um, and I think regarding... we should we we should beat Santos Laguna too because the the league just started in Mexico, and and John mentioned it before. Like we had that advantage over them. And John, going back to uh, the previous standing for Santos Laguna, they were eight last season. So even though they have that number. Six. I mean, they're 10th right now. So. And they're 10th right Mid now that they just started. So we have our advantage. Again, it's a, it's a in and out situation for me. Like, I don't want to go all in and then we don't win anything. And then we don't win anything either on MLS League, you know? And I don't know. If we can win something on, on this league, on the League's Cup, let's let's do it. But... I don't want to risk MLS. I want the MLS Cup. I don't want this Lee's Cup. Thing. Look, look. I agree. I agree with John that when it says that if we get into the final bracket for the League's Cup, I think we have a high chance of going to the final. Uh, same. I wanted to see if we could find who we would play. The bracket. The bracket. Yeah, like where do we go see. after these two games? Let me I, try to I, look at the bracket. I saw it a while ago. We're I think South two or three. I can't remember. Um, and I saw it says who we would play if we went through like one. Yeah, right here, right here. Look, I'm gonna say this: um, whoever made the league cup, with all due respect, it's not gonna bring their best of MLS and MX. If both both sides are trying to play with like youth, you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. counting it out. Right? I mean, it, just... it's a preseason tournament for them. I think that's how they're looking at it in a lot of yeah. ways, right? So, so. Here you go. So we're S2. So S2. If we this, win. So, so we play S3. We, yeah. So if we win, no. So. Which is going to be Atlanta because yeah, Miami so and Cruz Azul are both bottom of their leagues. Right. But you have to understand S3 has. Muchacho, I was going to say Messi's the same. Do you think that do you think do you think there's gonna be some dark arts coming because Messi cannot get eliminated? If we <laughs> come S to second, then we pay we play, we play Pachuca. Pachuca, who haven't played anybody because they're the well, Pachuca, Pachuca is the Pachuca is the Liga MX champ. So is that why they get a pass? Through? Yeah, they, they have like they a buy. So they one get a team. So th so the champs. In. Oh, I yeah, see. So, yeah, LA so LAFC. Yeah, LA LA gets a pass because of the champs of of the United States. So, the two league champions don't have to play in these first two rounds. They just go automatically into the knockout. Correct. Go right into the knockout. That's right. So they are in a little vacation right now of two weeks. 
Now, if we, one week. if we become, if we're S, um, S2 winner, right? And S2 second, right? Yeah, we so, play Pachuca. If we, we, so we don't want to come second, really. We want to no. win the, the well, group. I mean, and we then, faced, and then we, we get to Tigris. play. We played Tigris. Yeah. And we, but and we did very well. We did very Pachuca, well. Pachuca, in theory, are one of the best Better. teams right now, right? Right, right. In, in theory. Yeah, you never want to play the champ, Luis. Right, that's right. I agree. I agree. But I think, you know, S2 winner would play S3 winner, which means, let's be honest, it's probably going to, you know, unless Messi hits the ground incredibly <laughs> for his first game, which, you know, might not happen, might happen, who knows. But regardless, I think out of those three teams, Atlanta are the stronger of the three. Yeah. Cruz Azul, like I said, are bottom of the Mexico League right now and I haven't won in five so probably, games. So probably Atlanta and Cruz Azul may go through. I mean, if you think about it rationally. No, 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 Atlanta and somebody, Messi. but Atlanta yeah, for uh, sure. And Atlanta most likely winning the group. So if we win our group, we play Atlanta again, which, you know, copy and paste. Be. I think we can beat them again. So then we would go through, I think that's, then you're getting a little bit too deep into to who, who wins what game. But I think that's a much better path than playing Pachuca. Personally, I want to face Messi. <laughs> I mean, imagine that's the scenario. It could happen. Like if that would be they, awesome. If they win S two, sorry S three, and we win S two, it could be an Orlando Miami League's Cup. We could see Messi Florida before Derby. our date. Oh my god! And imagine. in Orlando, I think if that happens, the tickets yeah. are going to be like ridiculous. <laughs> like they're going to sell in like one minute, and then it's going to be like, oh, you want to come to the League's but Cup? We yeah, have dollars, please. We have dibs, John. We have dibs. I mean, those. we do. I'm not worried. I'm a season ticket member. I signed up for you know just roll exactly. my tickets. Like, automatically a, give me tickets to the League's they're Cup. They're not expensive, but being, yeah, we have dibs. Being a, I mean, they really, better not. Being a bad conspiracy theorist, thinking that uh, you know Messi's in the league, I highly doubt that they're gonna allow him to get knocked out in the first round. I mean, that's the worry. I think <laughs> yeah. with Messi is like, look at all the treatment he got just for his arrival. Are are these pro refs gonna be, you know? Given Messi exactly. the He's, benefit of the doubt yeah, and treating he, Messi differently, it, it seems like the whole league is treating Messi differently. So why wouldn't the refs do that? Too? He's he's famous of sometimes like you know, especially in his latter in his later years, um, falling too much, and uh, if the referee is not, uh, especially when he dribbles, uh, and let's say you have Cartagena and Cartagena stops him. They're going to call a yellow card on him. He's going to be racing with Cesar to be the Correct. most fouled player Correct. in the league. <laughs> in the league. Exactly. Except for Cesar knows how to buy a foul. We we got to be ready for somebody in Orlando. Orlando needs to be ready when they play against Miami. And I'm going to say this right now. It is July 17th, 9.18 p.m. Guys, I'm telling you, listen to me. Be ready to play with 10 men right, against Miami. Play with 10 men on your practice. Practice with 10 men. Have a strategy for ten playing with 10 men against Miami. I could see Wilder or Robin or someone Correct. goes in too hard on him and then they immediately Correct. just... And immediately... Yeah, Antonio. Yep. yep. 
Yeah, I mean, any and I it's mean, not to knock thing. down we, the guys. It's not to knock we, down the guys. We it's would just the way be the Messi kind of plays. team that would give him a good hard tackle. Perfect. But that's the league that he's joined. You know what I mean? This is not the MLS is, and we see that with a lot of the players coming from Europe, right? They exactly. talk about how how and South America as well physical it is. Like look at Ojeda. Like he's he's learned yeah. that he can't. You know, he's going to get knocked about a little bit, and he's going to have to stand up for himself. Messi's going to have to learn this too. But I don't know about Leagues Cup. We'll see. I think the dream of playing the youth is, yeah, you know, <laughs> I think Oscar, especially if Messi's he, playing, they want to they want a trophy every year, and this is their the best chance at winning a trophy. Although this year. it would be hilarious, not not hilarious, but it would be great to see a mixed team between OCB and Orlando City that makes that beats Messi, right? And makes it to at least the semis. Like I would be, woof. That's the that's the season to me, because I mean you're talking about the level of our academy, and that's the future, and that's well, what Inter Miami is not focusing on. He's <laughs> they're signing freaking, uh, you know, you know, uh, a freaking retirement home. I'm sorry, but that's true. Here, here's the thing. I think there's a likelihood that Houston plays a rotated lineup because, yeah. you know, they're like, they might be like us thinking like, Oh, I got to save boys for MLS. Cause they're doing so badly. They want to do better. And they don't think they're going to win a tournament this year. Yeah, right? of course. Or yeah. We could potentially win a tournament. So they might play a week inside. And then you've got Santos Laguna who are in preseason and I'll, probably, you know, yeah. most preseason tournaments that I've ever seen, or I try time to play some youth guys, give some guys off the, the pitch, you know, get minutes for your squad, right? So there's a lot of rotations. So maybe they don't play a full starting strength first 11 lineup. So maybe there's a, a scenario where we put out our strongest 11 and the two other teams have got, you know, weaker 11s and we are overplaying our hand. So if, if there was ever a time to do it, it's those first two games. Correct, correct. Uh, let's read some comments here. JCB's 95. Cartagena will get the red for sure. I I think it's going to be physical. Uh, Cartagena does not like to lose. Uh, neither Cesar and neither our back line. So I guarantee you one of the most motivated players to face Messi is going to be Kyle Smith. I guarantee you. Watch. I mean, he it's going to be a superb game. I, Orlando needs to be ready for Inter Miami's subpar competition for Orlando City. First and foremost, I'm going to say this: Orlando has a better team. Two, even with Messi, Messi one player doesn't make a whole squad. Now, and I'm a Messi fan, and I'm a Barcelona fan, and I thank Messi for his services and all that. But when he, when he decided that he wanted to play in PSG, when the club was in crisis and and monetary crisis. I didn't like the way he he left Barcelona. That's just I'm I'm a I'm not a whole like oh I'm gonna have the PSG shirt of Messi. No, I, I was like okay, thank you. I've seen Ronaldinho play in Barcelona. I've seen uh, Rivaldo play in Barcelona, and they all left. And you're another player. Thank you so much for the four Champions Leagues. That's it. You know you're not a Barcelona player anymore. So. It's not like I'm super attached to Messi. I, I agree that he's the best ever, 
probably, you know, Pelé, then Messi maybe, and then Maradona probably behind him. But, I mean, he's right up there, right, in the Mount Rushmore of soccer for sure. No one denies that. But one player doesn't make a whole team. He's not going to go and run like he did in 2012. <laughs> you know what I mean? That he's going to skip everyone. Neither is Sergio and neither right, is Jordi and Sir, Alba. And... And need, yeah, exactly. They're not going to play. They, they cannot play possession uh, like they, uh, Barcelona did in 2012 uh, in, or 2010, which was the best Barcelona of all time with Kamal Miller and, and, and DeAndre Yedlin as their, you know what I mean? I mean, you just can't do that. You just can't. So um, I think Orlando needs to be ready to take care of the set pieces, just as Paola always says. You know, take advantage of every chance and uh, be ready to play with 10 men. Because it's it's absurd to think that they're not going to favor Messi. They're going to try to favor Messi in every way possible. You already see it. If you're living in Central Florida and you watch Telemundo, you see Messi more than you see Orlando City. So, <laughs> right? So, it, I mean, it, it is, you know. He's the biggest player in the world. And yeah. that's, we have to get used to the fact that he's, he's just going to dominate everything right. from now on. So. And not, not on the field, just in terms of, you know, being messy. Yeah, so we're not an Inter-Miami uh, podcast, but, you know, we have a picture. Thank you to MLS Communications for that. That's Jorge Mas right here, you know, uh, the owner of Telemundo. Then you have David Beckham, right? David Beckham right here. You know, that's, uh, that's your boy, uh, John, right there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Spice boy. not my boy. I'm just kidding. And then you got Lionel Messi. That's Paula's boy right there. So. He looks happy. Yeah, hey, he look looks at his face. Come on, he went to Publix, my friend. He got a public sub. Hey. He would be happy. Yeah. Like his break. little kid, he was like, "Hey, Papa, you gonna have this?" Yeah, a lot of people are speculating that that was a setup, and I kind of think it might have no. been because in no. reality, oh come no. on, in reality, Messi goes anywhere. The word gets out, and in thirty seconds, there's a swarm of people around them. Like, how long was he at Publix before he started getting recognized? Because if you're Messi's uh, well, level of fame, you do that all the time in Spain too. I just, I just think it was, you know, he was very casually like, "Oh, I just get the keys and leave." And like, hold on, let me, let me call him for real though. Like, I think, I think, you know, if you get the right fans around and they know that Messi's there, the guy is like going to be Taylor Swift level of swarmed by people. You know what I mean? Like, it's probably was like eleven. It was a little bit too chill. For the vibe, there you go. Like, right, like you see. So you know, also, in the beginning, that picture I looks super photoshopped. photoshopped. Doesn't his I head thought that it was photoshopped. Not look like that at all. I thought until well, I saw the videos. Well, the lady in the back took out her coupon book. She she was on the phone being like, "I think there's a famous soccer player here." No, she's like, "Hey, um, I didn't get, <laughs> I didn't get the bogo, but." <laughs> Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't get the se- the second one for fifty percent. Hey, give me my coupon book. No, I kidding. love that he just took the keys and left his wife behind. Like, yeah, you're good. See you later. Right. I'm running to the car. Yeah. Also, so where he, was the security? So he, I saw the police like, car outside. But like, should he have like five guys around him at all times? This is the most famous, one of the most famous men on the planet. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I I was like, told that he was not like that yes, in, in Spain. South Florida. 
I think he's that famous in South Florida. There's so many of South course, Americans of there. Of course, like, he they has all to know be. who Messi is. It's not like he's walking around, but you know, not everyone knows. Nobody knows what soccer is, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Alabama. Right, he's uh, walking although, around in a very highly densely populated South America. Although Alabama, area. the you know, the soccer team of Alabama is good, but all I'm going to say the is the amount that, of Argentinians you know, in Miami alone. Of course, definitely. You know, they call it, you know, so he got the manager of that public. Though he's the first one to take a picture of him. Obviously, you know, Did he right get paid behind by that, High Noon. That's all I want to know. Right, right behind High Noon, right. And then this this one right here, it's incredible how this lady's coming out of the bathroom. You know what I mean? It, it, it makes me feel of that. Have you seen that picture of Messi in 2012 in Champions League being surrounded by six defenders? And, and no. Right? I'm, I'm going to find that Pepsi, picture. A Pepsi uh, advert? Yeah, it was like a Messi picture being surrounded uh, by, um, and by, by Liverpool players when they play Liverpool. Remember? The, the, no. that's what that picture reminded me of reminded me of like they were all like surrounding him i like, wish i was know? that little girl <laughs> right there right i love and how so, everyone is looking but they all have their phone like right that reminds me yeah, of like, the spider-man you see you see that yeah there you go. yeah that yeah that's what it reminded me of he's like when swarmed. i saw that like he's like his face he's like yo can i get my can i get my uh my little lucky charms and my silk milk come on man you know, there you go. So, <laughs> um, Messi not teach nutrition to his kids. What, what's with all the sugary cereal, Messi? Well, yeah, man. leave them alone, little well, they, kids. Oh, come on, that photo, nah, nah, that's way fake. Come well, on. Also, why is I'm no one saying, else in the aisle? Or all I'm saying them? is probably that was at midnight. No, no, no midnight. That, that probably drew Miami City Communications. Crazy, I guarantee you the photographer of Miami, Inter Miami, um, went ahead and took those pictures. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, these things aren't just like players. If you're messy, you don't just like go to Publix. I mean, maybe you do, but it seems a little there's question marks over how real this is. Yeah, and then you know, on the other on the other side, then you got Telemundo. You know, Telemundo, which is owned by Jorge Mas, which is the owner of Inter Miami. And I took a, a, you know, it says Messi will arrive to Orlando as a rival. They had the whole thing about how Messi's coming here and how the impact that Messi's going to have to Central Florida. And they kind of, in a way, imply that thanks to Messi, the, the stadium is being filled up, which in a way, you know, it kind of hurts a little, to be honest with you, as an Orlando City supporter and uh, covering the team. And I guarantee you, and I'm going to say this, hopefully doesn't people take it the wrong way. I've been covering the club for, thankfully, and I want to say with thank you to Orlando City for, for the opportunity and also Area Sports Network, which is the outlet that I started with, and then now Loud and Proud Orlando, that I, I, I get able to cover the team and bring you a lot of amazing content uh, and obviously be able to meet John, Paola, and everyone else. Um, you know, I know this is a huge event, but I know for a fact when we go to the press room, there's going to be people that have never been there before that are going to get probably a press pass right away. Right? So, you know, all I want to say is that, you know, 
you guys should also come to the Orlando games uh, just when Messi plays. I'm not I'm not targeting this to Telemundo. I'm just targeting it to just everyone else is going to be there that wouldn't be there if Messi was not there. Well, I think this is the big hope, Luis, is that a lot of the soccer snobs, okay. there's, there's fans in Orlando who are soccer yeah. fans that don't go to Orlando City because they only like the Premier League or La Liga or yeah. Liga MX fans or, you know... I only watch Champions League. I, I right. met a I've met a lot of soccer Me fans too. in my Me day too. in Orlando. And I like, oh, you're into soccer. That's cool. We start talking about, you know, Arsenal or Chelsea or whatever. And then I go, have you ever come to Orlando City game? And they go, No. And I'm like, why is your local team? You don't want to like check it out. And they're like, No, I just MLS is not really for me. You know, it's not really. So what I'm hoping is if anything from this messy arrival is that those snobs are now looking at the league differently to say well if it's good enough for Messi, then maybe it's good enough for me to start watching mls and you know supporting your local team yeah i just hope that that i hope that that's what happens and hope that that inspires more people to cover orlando city uh, because you know and i want to see those people there you know i don't want to go and see Somebody I've never seen ever in the past two and a half years, just you know, and then all of a sudden, Messi, and then poor Lewis is in the back right there with all the spiders in the corner. Oh, no your press see. box is going to be busy for that game, buddy. Exactly. Don't, don't think you're be... getting your your big, no, you know, cushy space. They're going to no, squish I'm you all in... together. Exactly. Probably downstairs. Probably it's okay though. I'm not complaining. Trust me, I'm not. What I'm saying is. I would like to see more people covering, like being really like, oh, okay, like this team is going to beat Miami. I mean, this team is actually, you know, worth covering. You know what I mean? Not just come for Messi. You know what I mean? So this is the thing. I want to know this from from Paula. If you're a Messi fan and now he's arrived at the league, are you going to watch into Miami (laughs) games because – Messi is playing for them. Like, how far does the Messi fandom take you? I'm not. To be honest no, with you. No, no. To be honest with, with you, John, like, I'm a super fan of Messi. I have never watched a PSG game because of Messi. It's horrible. I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> I watched it once. It was not. It hurt me. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm, it, yeah, it hurt I'm me. I'm hurt, too. When, hurt he, when he said, oh, I'm going to Miami, I'm like, ugh. And one of my dreams were um, I want to see Messi in Barcelona play, not in MLS. I'm not I'm not criticizing. Yeah. I'm gonna see Messi plays here, and and I'm 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 excited for it, right? But my dream was my in my bucket list was see Messi in his prime, because Messi in Barcelona his prime in Barcelona yeah, because he went here. to PSG, and he wasn't in his prime. That's the reality. I'm gonna be realistic here and i'm a super fan of messi and not only that the french disrespected him which was the worst and that's the worst too like so 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 he he left because of i'll be i mean look we're not gonna lie here i'm not gonna sugarcoat it messi left from barcelona not because of crest or because he was fed up he left because of money all right guys he left because of money all right let me be completely honest he went to PSG. They mishandled him completely. That's why, I'm sorry, the Saudi League is a subpar league. And 
they cannot run businesses correctly. Sorry, you know. Uh, I know that they poop a hundred dollar bills, but that doesn't make a person. When you treat people like crap, and they treated him like crap, and his family like crap, he, he, they benched them and everything. Like that's crazy. You you give Winaldum a break and not Messi. Like that's crazy, right? When you do that, that doesn't make any sense. But anyways, I didn't watch no PSG game, and then he obviously. I had the, uh, the the news from South America. Argentina Ellis were already saying that he was probably triggered into Miami because he has properties in Miami. He has bit his his dad and him own businesses here. Yeah. I mean he moved there for the city, not the club. We've said yeah. that a thousand yeah. times. So so you know, then you know, it became a reality and he honestly just like you said, John, you know, I mean one player doesn't make the team. I mean the team is like just like Telemundo said in his thing. Inter Miami, último en la tabla, este en juego. That's horribly wrong. Sorry. That's grammatically incorrect. What Inter do Miami they mean is... about, about en, tre, en, tre, en juego 36 puntos? What do they mean about that, Luis? So they, they, I think they Google translated this. It's kind of like la grande victoria. Like it doesn't, it's supposed to be la gran victoria. But then again, that's Inter Miami is last in the East in the standings. Uh, and in, in play, there's 36 points in play, so they need to uh, like they, there's 36 points in play. I fucking know what they're talking about, yeah, but the thing they, is, they said they're talking about not, there's 20 36 points that he points, can get, yeah, if, he he can get like right, if he wins every game, if he wins every game, yeah, because uh, they don't even have 20 points, I think, correct. right. They have eighteen. So if they got thirty-six point, I mean, this yeah. is you know, how much would they realistically need to be in the playoffs? I I, I think thirty-six I, points. Remember, like a month ago, Sasha Kleshin did the numbers on. That's on impossible. It won't happen. And it was impossible a month ago, and they've continued to lose and tie. So no, they're they're not making the playoffs. I I don't care and- who you are. You're not making the play. You're not having a win every single game turnaround. And to be honest, we're not going to see Messi play as his prime this year. And we're not going to see him, like, you know, do his thing. Probably a, a free kick. Probably, right? But Yeah, we're going to see him. I mean, I mean, we're going to see him score some goals. But I mm-hmm. wish we get to see a Messi that knows how, at his age, knows how to win. In, in a way, what I'm saying is... He You're thinks, gonna see the same one he saw in Argentina for the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he I, doesn't, I think, doesn't run. He doesn't need to run. He's an he assist. Just, he assist just guy. stays there in the ten. They yep. pass him the ball. He makes the passes. Maybe he runs every now and then. He's not going to do any defending. And you know, and that's good enough because you're Lionel Messi and you can do that. But I'm going to ask you this. Here's the thing. Yeah. One one sec. If if he hadn't played so well in the World Cup with Argentina, given what happened with PSG and like. His career wasn't, you know, it was slowly kind of declining. And then he had the awesome World Cup and wins the World Cup. If that hadn't happened, do you think people would still think he's the greatest player in the world now? Or would we be looking at him more like on the Ronaldo vibe of like you're, you're kind of tailing off? Well, if, if he would have not won the World Cup, we would have, there would have been still the debate about Ronaldo. Right, when like he, he silenced won, that. Right, when he won the World Cup, he literally catapulted himself to like God mode. I mean, it, and the, the reason why is because 
in Argentina, Maradona, for people that are way older than me, he's the GOAT because of those World Cups that he won and, and what he became and the type of player that he was. For our generation, Messi is better than Maradona because of everything that he has won club level plus the type of person. No one incident of like cheating on his wife, uh, like the doping scandal, nothing. Impeccable career. Plus, you know, you got what he did with he won, a, he won the Copa America, he won uh, the World Cup, and there's rumors now. Again, this is a rumor, a rumor that uh, I want to teleport to my other show real quick so I can get my exclusiva button right here. Exclusiva, exclusiva. There is rumors that Conmebol will is gonna invite MLS and MX teams to. Copa Libertadores y Copa Sudamericana. And the only reason why they're doing it is because of Messi. Now, my question is this. How, if this is true, which I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, how are they going to determine with all these CONCACAF tournaments that are happening now, Leagues Cup, uh, CONCA Champions, how are they going to determine who goes to the Copa Libertadores or Copa Sudamericana? Because let me tell you something. You cannot send... LA Galaxy, you cannot send Inter Miami, you cannot send DC United because they're not gonna look good for the for the for the league. I'm serious. I mean, you're. I mean, you're. They're not. You know what I mean? They're not gonna look. They're gonna make us look worse. Now, if With you the send champion the, of Leeds Cup, if you send the Nashvilles, the Phillies, the 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 LAFCs, then oh crap. Okay, now we're seeing some stuff here happening. You know what I mean? But if you're gonna if you're gonna just invite Messi, Inter Miami is gonna lose by everybody. It's like, do you see Inter playing in Bolivia in the altitude? With a, it's impossible. You know, like they're gonna lose. So I just think that hopefully the league makes the right measures. And you know, to talk about that, you know, Inter Miami also announced that Busquets, you know, Sergio Busquets from FC Barcelona is gonna join uh, their club. And then they did this, they botched this completely. They put this tweet. They put this, they put this tweet. Now, people are saying, you know, okay, what's wrong with this, Lewis? You know, if, if, you, if you're listening, there is a picture of uh, Arbeloa, former player of Spain and former Real Madrid um, left back, right? Winner of the 2010 World Cup with Spain. And then they put a picture of Arbeloa instead of Busquets. So they confused Busquets and Arbeloa in this picture. And to me, that is despicable. That shows that whoever did this doesn't know uh, of soccer. And so that makes us look bad. The, the league took it out right away. They said uh, they put Busquets' picture and they tagged him again and all of that. But the, the harm was done already. So, I mean, we're talking about, you know, them doing this type of stuff, right? Um, what are your thoughts about that, uh, John? Uh, well, I want to go back and ask Paula what she was going to say uh -huh. before, because she had a point. I don't know. I mean, all, all quickly on that, Luis, is, you know, are we surprised that Miami doesn't even know the 
picture of the player that they signed? No, not really. Well, that was MLS, and someone is getting fired. Well, know, between Miami and social media man, man whole, yeah, that's true, though. The whole <laughs> announcement of Messi had a lot of issues, and I blame MLS just as much as I blame Miami because they should be all over that. And probably this is the last topic about Messi and, and Inter Miami and why not. But I was curious because I like to talk talk with you guys about this. But I was thinking about Tata Martino is back, right? And he he coached Joseph Martinez. And Joseph Martinez, he shined with Almiron on his um yep. on his beside, right? So now that he has Messi, would you think he will shine with Messi now that he is in the team. Luis, you go because I got I got an opinion, but I think you go. Like I, I will let I will love well, to hear both opinion. All I'm saying is this: that's wishful thinking. And if he does not score any more goals, the rest of the game is coming into Miami. Even if they lose, he needs to score goals. If he doesn't, he be he be gone. Same with Campana, because they're gonna probably name a star striker next season. Mm -hmm. And and I hate Joseph Martinez. I hate him. I I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying I I want him to score right. But you're you're having Messi next next to you, and you're you're gonna pro probably have good passes like Armiron used to pass to you. So I don't know who's gonna be starting now because that was the debate between. And I, I heard this in, I don't know if it's extra time and John, correct me if I'm wrong, because you hear extra time, but Tata Martino didn't know who is going to start even it was Campana or it uh, was Campana. Joseph to, to me, Campana. To me, it should be Campana. It shouldn't be Joseph Martinez. He's a better player. He's younger. He's faster. He could pivot the ball. He could do, you know, he could. Messi could do a Create cross. his own chances, you know. Yeah, and he, I think he's he's better. It's my opinion. But you you never know because Tata was with Joseph, so that I I wanted to hear your your thoughts on it. And I was thinking about it yesterday when Messi was presented. I was like, hmm, is Joseph gonna start? And 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 now he's gonna be, you know, after Almiron left, he never scored like he was with Almiron. Blah blah blah. So that was like I need to ask the boy, so that's why I bring it up. So I would say on that is how much do we think Messi respects Tata? Because it's his boy. You think that they got yeah, that think? kind of relationship? Yeah, I th I'm not sure that Messi rates. Maybe just because he's Argentinian, I don't know. But like we assume Argentinian manager, Argentinian player. It's all going to be good, but well, what 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 the key is is it's Messi's show. It's not Tata's show. Yeah, it's, it's Messi's show. show. For sure. So Tata has to get on board with whatever Messi wants, and that's what the club will tell him. That's what the league will tell him. So Tata is not the manager. Messi's the manager. I'm not being funny, but you see it when you get these big players, and like look at Ronaldo and Manu, right? Perfect example butting heads with the manager, you know, Ronaldo is basically too big. And then Ronaldo leaves and the team can play because they've taken the Ronaldo out of it. Right. I think that's the same thing with here with Messi. Like he has to, it's, it's going to be how Messi wants Messi running the show. So yeah, he needs to be, he needs me. to be one of, he needs to be one of the boys and let Tata do his thing. 
But I, uh, I'll be honest will, with will you. Will he do that though, Louis? I don't see it that way. I think Messi's going to do whatever Messi wants. Yeah. Like, it's going to be, a, I think, like, they're, they're, uh, they're taught uh, to take Messi off. You know what I mean? Like, because imagine when we had and he got taken off and how much of a stink he would make about when that was happening. Some of these big, big players don't ever appreciate being taken off. Even if the coach is like, I want to rest you, right? You're 36 years old, Messi. Come yeah, nanny, We want to play you again. Is he going to be cool with that? Or is he going to throw a fit because he's getting taken off the field? Like, we don't know how this power play, what Messi brings, is going to work out with Tata. With Tata. Maybe Tata's fair, fair play. not... Maybe he, they just brought in Tata to appease, to do whatever. They might have said to him, like, look, you can try and run the team, but we're just going to tell you how we want to play. We're going to play with Messi as the 10, and this is what we want, right? So I don't yeah, know how for, much he's actually going to do. Well, from my understanding is uh, he brought Tata Martino Messi. in Bar when, when Tata got into Barcelona, he was questioned. I mean, even though Newells did great in Copa Libertadores because with Tata, and he, he managed um, him when he managed Argentina, right? So, so, so he no, but Messi brought him to Barcelona, and then Messi brought him to Argentina, and then now Messi brings him to Inter. So, so it, but so Tata they, was they, a failure in Barcelona. Exactly, they were. If, but it's friends of Messi. But maybe that's yeah. why Messi likes he, him because he knows exactly. he can get it's what his, he wants from exactly. him because it's he's a yes personal, guy. It's a, it's a yes guy. It's a personal friend of Messi. Now, no pun intended, this doesn't tarnish. the. And again, I'm going to talk about Atlanta here. The great run with Atlanta United. That was all Tata, right? Now, that's probably the only team, <laughs> right, aside of Newell's, that he's been free to do what he wants. He was let go of Barcelona because Barcelona was not winning anything. And eventually, because he's the coach, Messi's not going to get the burden of being a disruptor. Who got the burden of being a disruptor was Tata Martino. Same with the national team. Exactly the same thing. The national team wasn't winning anything. Nothing. Argentina national team wasn't winning anything. And that's the thing. They're blaming... Argentinas were blaming Messi for being a disruptor at that time. And so... He stepped out to take the heat out of Messi. The same thing is here with Inter. I guarantee you this is going to go this way. If Inter doesn't win this season or next season, the MLS Cup, I don't think this season is done. But in, the, in 2024, he does not win the MLS Cup or 2025. He's going to step out. Yeah. Because Jorge Mas is, or Beckham are not going to let no one touched Messi. Of course. I think I have reached my Messi limit. I, yeah, I don't think, yeah. <laughs> you know, like like on Twitter with the rate limit, I have a Messi limit per day. No, no, yeah, I but I wanted to, it. I wanted to ask that. I, I know, I know, I know, and 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 that's why I said, hey, this is the last well, let's, topic. You know, you're, I like talking about it, no, but I hate that go. we're talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. want to give Messi any more time, no, but yet well, we we well, find ourselves with... discussing it because it's so interesting. Well, let's go back with some uh, great news uh, and end on our last topic, which is OCB. You know, um, the way Orlando City and the way we want to portray our club culture is with youth and creating something positive, not only for the city of Orlando, 
but to create something positive for the United States of America, U.S. soccer. And these kids uh, are, are youth, are reserves, and they're following a path of excellence. And then eventually they get into the first team and then they get to see, you know, uh, score goals and, and be prolific. Just like, you know, at some point, maybe uh, Daryl DK, even though he was uh, a rookie, but maybe like uh, Larea that he shined in Toronto, things like that. You know, these are Academy players that made it big, uh, Chris Mueller, things like that. So, you know, you go, you go uh, OCB, right? OCB defeated Atlanta United 2, but 3-2 scoreline in Osceola Stadium with goals of Christopher Acuna and Wilfredo Rivera. Uh, and obviously the latter had a golazo. I mean, talking about being down 10 men before the halftime. They played with 10 men um, a whole a whole half, pretty much. And uh, they were able to, you know, win um the league right well not the league but the win against um atlanta united right so super proud of um ocb uh we have words actually i'm gonna play the words right now from wilfredo rivera kind of telling us how he scored this great goal right i don't have the images because they don't give you see on the goal tonight um well the goalkeeper uh obviously made a mistake and then i saw he was out of out of his box and i just looked up and try to put it in the back of the net. Awesome. Second question here is, what does it mean to get back on the score sheet this year? Uh, it means everything to me. It, it's been hard work since the beginning of the season, obviously, uh, coming off the bench and trying to support my teammates as, as much as possible. Awesome. And last question here is, what does it say about the resilience of the group to come back despite being, a, being down a man? Uh, it's everything. The coaches, Martin, Manu, uh, the first team coaches are all behind us, and they, they just try to uh, push us and be better every day. So Awesome. So this is a kid. Uh, you guys can see the full vid at our Instagram. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, this is a kid that, in my opinion, I would love to see play League's Cup, right? That's just that's just me. Uh, I don't know. Well, what are your thoughts, uh, Paul, of this OCB win? Hey, when I I saw a little bit of the game when Williams got that red card and I think Medina had that yellow card. I'm like, are you serious? Like, come on. The ref was being unfair at that point. Like um, Williams got that second yellow being unfair because he was just discussing, Hey, come on. Ref being ref. Come on, pro pro. But anyways, um, it's it's a lot like um the resiliency because i thought when when they were down a man i was like oh come on guys um they were winning then down a man and then i took down the the game because i got pissed when the ref was playing uh uno cards because that's what what i called when the ref starts giving yellow cards to everybody so i got pissed i took it out and then i took it i put it back on when i saw the um the goal from wilfredo my i, I call it primo primo because he's a puerto rican too so i was oh. happy i was happy because um this youngsters came back from 10 men well yes 10 men playing mentally game this is a mentally game guys this is not easy and a rivalry, a rivalry game, because it's Atlanta. Even though it's a the the second team, 
is still a rivalry game and not easy. Um, Williams was um, the red card was early. If I'm not mistaken, it was in the 28th minute or 42nd. Oh, the 42nd minute. Yep, yeah, 42nd, still early. Um, I was I was impressed with that goal. I was like, holy moly, and um, really happy for Wilfredo because it was a uh, it was like it was, I was impressed. So I'm happy for the youngsters. Um, is 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 I'm impressed. Great game by Jacqueline, as always. Jack Mohamed, to me, I think uh, give kudos to Moses Tablante. Juninho was great. Aside of Medina having a great game, also I would say when Williams was uh, was given the red card, also Taifi played really good. Uh, he was probably his best game of, of the year. That's my opinion. And obviously Alex Freeman and Mason Stadahar getting that workout done. You know, I'm just going to say, what a work ethic, man. Uh, John, what are your thoughts regarding uh, his OCB win? Uh, a few things. One, I was confused about the yellow card for Williams because when I watched back the highlights, he he got he got a, sent off in the forty second minute, but they only showed the yellow card on the highlights. They don't show the ref pulling out the red card. So then I was like, wait, where did the other yellow come from? But he got one in the fifth minute. So the one he got in the forty second was for the foul. So I don't think he actually got any card mm. for descent. He had two cards for two bad fouls. Oh, Medina wow. got a show a yellow card right after that. So maybe that was it, but they were very angry. Like Paula said, because the challenge on us right before exactly. Williams made that challenge. And I don't think the ref really understood that. And which was just kind of like thinking that they were attacking him for whatever else, but yeah, what a, what a win by OCB. I mean, coming back is awesome. I think I was going to mention Taifi. I think he looked really, really good. He had a good game. Um, I also think that uh, Shaq Mohammed should have scored a goal. If you look mm -hmm. back on the highlights, he hit it right at the keeper, which, you know, you got to put that somewhere else. And the keeper made a good save. Um, overall, you know, it's just more good from OCB, right? They're, they're doing Fantastic. so well. And they're fourth in the East, you know. So I think hopefully for them, they're definitely, a, you know, a top playoff team going into the, the end of the season for the MLS next pro playoffs. Um, and then I think if we get a home playoff game, then we got to try and fill it out down there. Like, I see there's people who go to the games. I feel bad. I need to go to the games. I want to – maybe we'll make a trip, Paula. Luis, it's a lot for you because you're, you're a long way away and you're coming over to the mind. state games and everything else. But maybe me and Paula can go to a – an OCB game together and uh, support the boys. Cause I think it's awesome how they've made the fortress there and I want to go support. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll be, I'll be making my way down there too. So at some point um, I did that in the beginning of the season. So I'm definitely going to be coming back soon. Um, you know, I do want to say that the next game uh, that they're going to have, right. It's, it's an important one. So everybody go support uh, OCB uh, at Osceola heritage park. Right. Um, so definitely, uh, you cannot miss this action-packed. I mean, if you truly miss the feel when Orlando used to play, like, USL, you know, vibes, you know, uh, that's exactly what it is. I mean, and then not only that, but if you are into getting pictures of the players and stuff like that, you can take pictures and have things being autographed right there. Um, and, you know, these kids are going to be in the first team, like, very soon, if not by League Cup, hopefully. Right, they got uh, team of the match day as well. Yeah, yeah. So, 
more props. They get recognized more than OCB gets recognized more than for the MLX Next Pro more than we do. As mm-hmm. ML, like the the MLS Next Pro really give us a lot of love for OCB. And then we got the team of the week. Uh, we're gonna do our lineup against Houston, but uh, team of the week right here. Um, Antonio Carlos uh, right here, line of three. Uh, it's a favorite, uh, John's favorite right there. <laughs> and uh, we also had Oscar Pareja as the coach and also Mauricio Pereira, uh, three Lions, pretty much part of the team of the week for the MLS, right? Uh, what are your thoughts, uh, Paula, regarding this? Um... Well, they serve. Well, they serve for Antonio. Um, Pereira, I was surprised, but he is well deserved. I think uh, we we criticize him so much this season, and and John said it in the beginning of the pod. But he he deserves it. So well done, and el profe be the coach of the week. And this is, I think, this is the third time that he's been coach of the um, of the starting eleven for for the. For the team of the week, so congrats, Profe. Um, you're doing the right things. So, in Profe, we trust. Up. In Profe, we trust. So <laughs> there you go. Oh, geez. Well, um, and we're gonna do the lineup uh, for Houston. Uh, do you think? Uh, are, are we gonna think that we're gonna? It's gonna be the same lineup. You think, John? I just want to tell you my lineup because. Yeah, you said, really, you said I think that it's it really was a mix, awesome. right? I don't yeah. think it's gonna happen, but I just think it would be awesome. So you got you got Javier Tero and goal. Hold on, hold on. We're gonna go Argentina colors. That's the choice. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna do. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Neutral, 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 neutral. Javier Tero, Luca Patrasso at left back. Oh man, remember Luca? Hopefully. Okay. Salim, center back, or someone else who maybe been playing a little bit more for OCB at the moment. Okay. Schlegel. Oof. Against Houston, probably. Against mm-hmm. Santos, I don't know. Well, this is my my. You know, we're playing You're the youth okay. punt. and uh, and Freeman at right back. Okay. So two and two, pretty much. Yeah, you know? yeah. This kind of you'll see a bit of a theme going on here. Okay, okay. And then our two D mids, we got Juninho and Felipe. Oh man, okay, Juninho right? and Felipe. Giving, I'm giving some some fringe players some time and some, some Brazilian OCB flares. Players. And then we got we got Ojeda on the right wing because he needs he needs to be scoring goals. He needs more time. Like, right, Ojeda, Martin Ojeda, that's right. Then we got we got Fabian playing number 10. Fabi. See. Oh. And then Fabian on the left Ayala. wing, I think you could probably guess who I put on the left An- wing. Angulo. No, no, no. Right. My boy. If anyone's going to play, it's my boy. Oh, Dagger Dan? Dagger Dan on Dagger. the left wing. Dagger, Dagger. Uh, and then up top, there's... There's a couple options, but I went with Enrique to give him more time as well. Enrique, Enrique Iglesias. I think that is a beautiful little look at look oh, at the man. mix. We got we got Ojeda that needs to be getting some more minutes. We got Dagger Dan. We got Enrique, and yet you got some youth guys in there. 
you know, I think you could play Cuban Gucci instead of Salim or yeah. you know, Granados maybe in there somewhere or, you know, looking at the, the guys like Mikey Holiday might be ready to come back and get some minutes. Maybe yeah, Mikey Gasson Holiday. Gonzalez maybe at some I, point playing, you know, left wing. Oh I don't know. I, I think there's a mix here of guys that need time and need minutes to really get, you know, Ojeda being a prime example of someone that I think hasn't fully got into his stride yet. Like he's still struggling a little bit, I think, to to get to the height that he wants to. I so maybe think... this is a perfect tournament to give him, you know, some serious minutes. I think I I think he deserves it though. He has already a lot of assists, and he's still in the bench. You know, so I think. Yeah, I mean, he this is my. This is my crazy, you know, we're just going to play <laughs> like we planned youth, youth and, you know, fringe player lineup. Like we're not putting any of the stars out here, right? We've not got Faku out there. We're, not, we're saving Duncan. We're saving Will. Hey, but we need to save Faku. Um, he yeah. hasn't rest. Angulo exactly. hasn't rest. No, Angulo 100% is the top of that list. Angulo, needs to, Angulo needs to rest. Yeah. I'll, I'll send them to, you know, so, and we've got such stuff. a deep squad, Luis. It's not like there isn't talented players on this team. And this will make us right? better in the long run. I think it's going to grow our depth and then they will be ready. Play, you know, in case something goes down, they'll be ready to step in. Yeah, you can and, put them on the bench. And then if we're, you know, we're one or two down and you're like, hey, now we need to chase the game. You bring on Duncan, you bring on Faku, you know, you do whatever you want to do. But I think definitely guys like Ojeda and Dagger Dan should be starting. I think you're going to go games. crazy. I think you're going to go crazy. I think uh, Profe may put uh, Duncan McGuire captain. Duncan McGuire, <laughs> El Capitan. El, uh, That's a good question. Who would, who would you make the captain of this lineup? Oof. Rodrigo. Yeah, it would be Rodri, right? He'd be your boy. Probably or Felipe, Rodri, yeah, maybe. Ojeda. Yeah. Or Dagger. Then you go like uh, Taylor Swift from mode, from, mode. from rookie Taylor to uh, to captain in no time. <laughs> nah, uh, I think this is just a pie in the sky, you know. I based on what we heard from from Antonio, it's very it's very likely we're gonna see. Yeah, so I mean, I feel see the same lineup. As yeah, we, I, <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel, I feel that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like against Houston, it's such a winnable team, guys. I mean, I know that you probably say, Baloo, is you're overlooking the the, the, the the rival. I'm like, no, I'm not overlooking. They have not won a game. Like the past four or five games, they've been they've either tied or, or, or lost. So we need to be ready to truly capitalize on this team. <clears throat> and uh, by how Antonio Carlos kind of gives hints about they want to win this, so they want to go for a win. So, uh, I, mean, I have no. If you took the OCB players out of this, and you replace them with first team players, I still think we should be getting starts for guys like Enrique Petrasso, guys yeah, who aren't starting be... in the league right now who are in the squad. Correct, I agree. Minutes. I I agree with you, uh, but I I do feel like you need to have. Like for example, here I wouldn't put Felipe. I'll probably put like Cesar. And maybe keep Juninho. You know what I mean? Uh, Fabian, I don't know if I'll put Fabian. I'll put maybe, uh, yeah, I'll probably put Fabian. 
either Fabiano or, or Granados right there. Yeah. I know what you or think. Or Dagger Dan can go there, and then you could put a different winger on. Yeah, that's true. And then I think we should rest um, Facundo and uh, and Ivan Angulo because uh, our our power our power comes from the wings. And it'll be crazy. Call me crazy, but I would like to see at some point the U U U.S. men's under twenties uh, back three: Freeman, Williams, Mikey. You know, at some point, it'd be cool to see that. Let's just be honest, <clears throat> because they've played together for so long. They know. <clears throat> they the good thing is that they played together for so long. They know, kind of the way they play with each other, right? So they they they're familiar with. You know, it's not like you're gonna throw just anything and throw it on the wall and see if it sticks, right? No, it's just, they, these are players that play together for so long. <clears throat> so I mean, I agree. I think we should play some youth. You know. Uh, uh, but more than likely, we will see a, you know, uh, uh, the full same powerhouse. Yeah, the same full powerhouse. I don't know. Anything you want to add there, uh, Paula? No. Instead of Fabian, I will pull for Wilfredo there. I don't know. Okay. I can see. Yeah, I can, but I can see Fabian too. I, I, I don't mind either or. Any word on on Gaston Gonzalez? I th The only thing that I criticize this club is. We don't receive any update on injury players, so I don't know, Luis, if you if you know anything. He's still with his lingering injury. Well, he got another one while he was injured, mm -hmm. right? They well, yeah, but mm, a different that. injury. But I think Paula. All I know is that he's been at Disney might, with his sister. He might just be an injury-prone player now, and the rest of his time with us might just be he comes back and then he gets injured again. That's right. I mean, it's uh, sad to say, but the writing, like we've had him for 18 months now, mm -hmm. and how many games has he, has he played? And I don't really blame the coaching staff because he got that injury like literally the In day Argentina. after they signed him which was the first one. And before that, I don't know whether they looked at his injury. I'd have to go he, back and look at his he injury got, No, he got, he, he got his injury before in his we first, signed him. Yeah, in his first game, in his last game in Argentina. But what I'm saying is, did we know, did he have an injury-prone record before we no. signed him? No, no, no. Like, that's, he was, that's, he, yeah, he was clean. Just unlucky. Yeah, really. he was an, it was an unlucky thing. Um, I think yeah. he needs, in my opinion, this is the way I, I think about it. I think he kind of rushed his healing. And that's why they're giving him time now to truly, like, that time heal. to heal, heal, heal. And Oscar now fa has found other weapons in depth to have him completely heal probably to the end of the year. Probably he won't play this season, the rest of the season. And then do the preseason with them from the start. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> and see what happens. Okay. I actually prefer having Enrique come off the bench on the left wing position. Anyway. Yeah, I like it too. I like the way how Enrique has adapted, and uh, you know he has adapted to the to the system, and and also is a uh, just like Dacker. I think they're powerful weapons in Oscar's disposal when it comes to trying to either play more defensively, uh, you know, in stoppage time or. 
just what you saw in uh, in Atlanta. <clears throat> exactly what you saw in Atlanta. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the League's Cup uh, starting eleven, it's a mix. I would like to, definitely would like to see a mix. I Luis, think Orlando with a with a mixed lineup will be able to beat Houston. Which I, I want to see that too, bud. But I think, yeah, I don't think we're going to see it. Yeah. I, I I am ninety percent sure we're going to see the exact lineup that we saw against Atlanta. Right, right. Well, I want to go ahead and uh, you know definitely thank everyone that has been watching the the show right now live. I want to commend everyone to please subscribe to our channel. Uh, and drop us a thumbs up on the video. If you're listening, all of our social media is going to be on the description of our audio. Double-click on the notification bell for notifications. Subscribe. We are also available on Instagram, on Facebook. We have a brand-new page. Uh, we're going to put uh, – actually, let me put the link on the – let me put the link on the um, – hold on. The link on the on the comments real quick so um you guys are able to you know access it and and, and, and take a and take a look it's a brand new uh page i am uh definitely the other one is going away so just just be advised um so i wanted to thank everyone that's been uh, with us today uh anything you want to add there paula or or john no vamos orlando all right, vamos, vamos Orlando. Wait, Orlando it's a Friday guys. night game for League Cup. Yeah, Friday night. Yeah, Friday night game. Friday night. Uh, yeah, we'll be here. Have a good one, guys.